Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. On this episode of This League, we have a massive announcement. This will be the last Barstool Sports This League episode in history. The pod will be tear. Yeah, it's a tear. I'm sad. The pod will be continuing. Uh, We will be going somewhere else with the podcast. Uh, Dave and Erica and the Barstool family have been nice enough to allow me to continue it somewhere else. I will not uh, be able to take Marty with me, unfortunately. He will be with you in spirit. Uh, More on that in a minute. We also get into very fittingly for this league. Of course, it has to be the final segment of the episode. Very final segment of the entire series that is this leak, which is Mr. Balloon Hands. Oh my God, what a bum, Ben Simmons. What perfect symmetry. The universe is always undefeated, always on time, always there for me. So do me a favor, Marty. Drop the beat for the last time. So yeah, the big lead is that I'm I'm bouncing. This is the last branded episode of this league. I'm leaving Barstool Sports. I am going to take a job doing a sports gambling show uh, called MGM Tonight, Bet MGM Tonight. Um, I'm also going to be working for WFAN here in New York, but I'll also be on 670 The Score in Chicago. I will be on WIP in Philly. Shout out to Philly. Hmm. fucking shout out to Philly for making my career take a next step, getting a bag from the powers that be because of you, Philly fans. Without your rage, none of this would be possible. Uh, Also, uh, to do some work uh, on a Milwaukee station that is connected to 670 The Score, which thank you, Sons and Four. Um, What does that mean for this league? I have to change the name. Obviously, I cannot take the name with me, uh, but I will be taking the subscribers with me and the followers and the TikTok and the YouTube show. Shout out to Marty for building this YouTube up. Um, I will not have Marty here to listen to my ridiculous takes anymore, um, but I will miss him. If you're a subscriber, you're still going to be getting the podcast on the same feed. So I don't think there's really anything for you to do. Like it's on iHeart, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple. I'm still working on like how that logistically technically <laughs> goes but it's happening a uh, bottom line can't stop won't stop like this is a rolly not a stopwatch the shit don't ever stop so it is a bittersweet moment um i'm sad i'm sad too Justin. do you let me ask you a question before we get into this segment uh like how would you characterize this 70 this is the 75th episode mm-hmm. 76th episode how would you how do you look back on this time 
Um, it was the first podcast I was assigned to do at Barstool Sports. Uh, I started in November and we started this in January, like yep. right when we got back from holiday. And it was, uh, I mean, pretty crazy. I got to talk about, I mean, I didn't expect to be on the mic near as much as you allowed me to. So thank you for that. It's fun. Uh, yeah, just for me to be able to, uh, just work on an NBA podcast at Barstool Sports where th- that's the one league that I love the most and Same. where I feel like Barstool was l- lacking a little bit. I mean, at the time, we clearly didn't have an NBA podcast, so that was sweet. And to be able to, yeah, be on the mic for it was, you know, something I never thought was going to be possible that shortly into my tenure at Barstool. So thank you. And to me, I think the best part, like truthfully, one of the moments that I will, I will never forget because I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I'm sucker for family shit is like just that moment with you and your dad in, in the yeah. finals. And like the fact that the Phoenix Suns on our very first season together um, <laughs> went to the finals and that we were there is an uh, unforgettable moment. Um, so, yeah, for the last time under this league name, Marty and I will get to. Just completely take a dump on Ben Simmons. <laughs> just just legitimately go in on this ridiculousness that is him. So the big news is this. At the very moment I publicly announced that I was going to another place, this Ben Simmons news dropped. Again, universe undefeated, right? Ben Simmons has told the Sixers he is not showing up to camp. I am holding out. He says, get me the fuck out of Philly. I'm never coming back. I want nothing to do with you. And so on and so on and so on. Who could have seen that coming? (laughs) Surely not Doc Rivers, right? Like he would have never, ever thought Ben would need to leave after the media asked Doc Rivers, do you think you have a championship caliber point guard? And he was like, I don't know. (laughs) Just a Jordan shrug. I mean, certainly not Joel Embiid. No, no they're good friends. No, they love each other. Not after he just buries Ben saying that Ben passing up that dunk slash layup was the turning point in the series and costed them the game. Like, no. Did you see his tweet? Yeah, I love Ben. I love playing. He made it very clear he loves playing with Ben. He doesn't actually love Ben as a person. Um, not Danny Green, who is not... Now answering questions about trade specifics and getting into details about which players he thinks will be on the roster that are not named Ben Simmons for the Ben Simmons trade. Wow. And certainly not Daryl Morey. Not him. Not the guy who got into town and immediately tried to ship Ben Simmons out for his guy, James Harden. And the guy who then lied about being fully committed to Ben and he was just testing the market. He loves Ben. Ben is the point guard of the future. He's a He's a perennial all-star. He is a defensive player of the year. He is unique, special in all his gifts in ways we cannot appreciate. And he is here for the long term. Not when Daryl Morey was shopping Ben all offseason, trying to get anything, anything, anything for Ben, telling the world he was not shopping Ben, but was open to trade requests. No. No way any of this could happen when all of these players decided and now also now the fan base, just so welcoming, so oh, yeah. supportive, so warm embrace the Philly fan base is. Not like they've ever tried to run anyone out of Philly, never booed anyone, not even Joel Embiid. They didn't ever boo him, did they? <laughs> Personally, I'm shocked. I could not have seen that Ben would decide this was unsalvageable and threatening to hold out. No way. But the the crazy thing is, like, all of that sarcasm aside, 
like this is the to me this is the most delusional element okay so everyone coach head of basketball operations probably the popcorn guy the fans teammates all of them have decided we want ben gone Yes. Get the get this guy off the fucking team. Get him out. He's a cancer. He's not doing his job. He's overpaid. We need to get somebody else in who's a real point guard. And as soon as Ben says, and listen, Ben is to blame for a lot. But as soon as Ben says, you know what? You guys are right. And in fact, I'm going to take a chill, stay away from this fucking team, hold out until you guys can get me a new location. Everybody else is like, what? <laughs> no. How could you, Ben? How could you say that? How could you bring your own trade value down by saying you would hold out? Baby, babies, his trade value is already to the floor. Like, if you think that Ben saying I'm going to stay away from the team is the reason you can't get a hardness package for Ben, I've got some shit to sell you. <laughs> I've got some. You cannot be preaching that Ben should have loyalty for you. When he's like just agreeing with you. You guys have literally put your boot on his fucking neck. And as soon as he just puts his belly up and is like, yeah, I agree. You're just like, no, like right. you should still want us. Yeah, no, it is a little bizarre just because, I mean, it clearly, you know, reached a point where like this just this relationship can't work anymore. Like it just it got that bad, that toxic at the end of that Atlanta series that I mean, I we all knew it. Like, I mean, I, I know we predicted this holdout situation, but it wasn't that hard to predict, really. In not- my opinion. So now that, yeah, there's like pushback to it. It's like, what what are we trying to save here? Like, I don't get it. I had a boyfriend was with them, which you just made me think of was when you said it's a relationship, <laughs> right? Doesn't work for either sides. I had a boyfriend three and a half years. We lived together. It was rocky yeah. the whole way. He was constantly being like, you should move out. I would get an apartment, then he'd bring me back in, mm. and then here and there and everywhere. And he's like, this isn't working. I don't want to be with you anymore. And then I would fight for it. I would scrap for it. No, no, no. And then I just like, I think there was a Drake song that came, that was like playing. And he was like, I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> like that one. And he's like, he basically needs to move on. I was like, it clicked for me. And Certified I was like, lover boy at midnight. It's dropping, <laughs> folks, tonight. As an aside, where are we at in the music universe where we're legitimately making rankings, not of the greatest albums of all time, but the greatest album rollouts of all time? What <laughs> the... F- we were like, oh, yeah, you know why I love Drake? Because he, he rolls his albums out better than Kanye. That's just not true. That's just ridiculous. Like, I think he does a pretty decent job at it, but I mean, Kanye just, I mean, going back to like graduation and it, we're so off the rails here, but like, so, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter. It does not fucking matter. So anyway, so I tell him because of this Drake song, I forget what song it was, but I'm like, you're right. I'm going to move out. I'm going to go. I have a place to go now. It's all solid. Just like, I'm going to ship my boxes out. And then he was like, what? Come on, like it's been I'm moving to Japan, like maybe we could move to Japan together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you insane? You've literally been trying to kick me out. This has been the sixth time you've taken my fucking keys and like told me to find another place to stay. And now I'm like, yeah, I have another place to stay now. I'm Gucci. Here's your fucking keys. And then you're like, no, that's basically <laughs> what this <laughs> is. It's like, dude, you're the reason I know that I need to go. I just agree now. I just agree now. 
So obviously trade rumors have reached a boiling point. <laughs> and this is how I know Ben Simmons is more polarizing than even J.R. Ryder. <laughs> the Warriors have an entire front office that is completely in disarray. They are split. They are infighting over whether they want Ben Simmons. Completely chaos going on. I mean, there's already chaos there. Like not over the package or just whether or not they want him at all? Whether they want him at all. (laughs) Okay. They're like, does he fit or does he not? It's like, you guys were clamoring for him. Now that things are sticky and messy, you're like, maybe he's not worth it. I mean, maybe you have a guy like Draymond Green who already fills that role, like very integral part of this championship DNA and you can't have them both on the team at the same time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So this is what the front uh, athletic says. The Warriors front office is currently split on whether or not to accept a Ben Simmons trade offer from Philadelphia. There isn't and has never been a realistic one on the table for them to discuss. Talks can't be considered dead because they've never really been alive. (laughs) Sources say. Wow. For a team that absolutely positively has to win right now, for them to be like, ah, Ben, we'd yeah. rather go with uh, two untested rookies, pandemic P, second coming, and Andrew Wiggins, no. no meniscus, can't catch a ball, deer in headlights, Andrew Wiseman. James Wiseman. James Wiseman. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> James Wiseman. I don't know what that was. I li- Could you see my eyes? I was just like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> that's just not right. James Wiseman, instead of taking Ben Simmons, 24-year-old defensive candidate of the year, defensive player of the year candidate, multiple-time all-star. Listen, I'm not on Team Ben ever, never, ever has been. But we, when they, we are here, this is officially crazy town. This is like, you think Kaminga is going to get you there now over Ben? Uh Yeah, I mean, for their situation now, yeah, that doesn't that makes a little sense to me. Here's how I know more things are bad, bad. The goddamn Sacramento Kings came out and preemptively said to Daryl Morey, hey, I know you think you're going to fleece us because that's what we do. That's not happening anymore. There's no Fox for you. Oh, for Fox. Yeah, there's no Halliburton for you. There's no Harrison Barnes for you. What you will get and you will like is Marvin Bagley. And Buddy healed, And that's the deal. Take it or leave it. Wow. That's not a good package. That's a bad package. (laughs) (laughs) And you still have no point guard to speak of. You still have a big man that you really don't want to pay now with Marvin Bagley, who is a cancer. That's the deal. That's the wish version. You thought you were getting a hardened version and hardened trade, and you're getting the wish version of the hardened trade. Like the... You know, wish that little company that's like broke ass shit. Mm-hmm. No picks, no players that you want. And this is what Simmons says that also means that things are in trouble. He is amenable. Oh, by the way, he said he wants to be traded to one of the three California teams. There's four. There's four. <laughs> Clippers, Lakers, Kings, Warriors. That's four. Anyway, he also let it be known that he's amenable to Cleveland, uh. which we joked about last episode, which would be tremendous. Ben Simmons point guard of an all seven footer roster that could actually happen i kind of love it i need it yeah i need it i mean you're gonna suck just go for it yeah i need it (laughs) like i need that's a league pass team at that point is it not like that makes you fun and relevant in a very like oddities kind of way like a barnum and bailey circus you know like find these like 
long trees that move about in the wind. And now also Rich Paul has said, by the way, I have another client. His name's Tyrese Maxey. He's going to be involved in any Ben Simmons deal. He wants fucking out too. And like, does he want to? I don't know. He does. <laughs> you can't just say that. You can't just be like, oh, well, Maxie's also part of any Ben Simmons package. And like, why would Maxie want to be a part of a Ben Simmons package when he's just going to play behind Ben Simmons? Unless, by golly, Ben Simmons isn't a point guard. Unless, by golly, uh, someone plays him at the four and Pe- Maxie can play alongside of him. I am personally tantalized by, <laughs> by all of it. The universe is undefeated. What do you think? Um, I mean, just about Philly, about like this whole thing. I mean, it's a mess. It's very clearly a mess. Like, I there's a place for Ben Simmons in the NBA, though. Like, there, there obviously sure. is. He's he, he's for an insanely sure. good player. Uh, I mean, like his salary just like keeps perfect place it. for him. Toronto Raptors, perfect place. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that'd be a way better package for them. To get what Siakam and like Van Vliet or. Siakam and Malachi Flynn. Oh, Go right. Go take Malachi Flynn. You can keep Maxie. They can just keep Maxie. How about that? Yeah. How about just Ben for for Siakam straight up? It's not a bad trade. No. I think you do that trade. I think probably they want to keep Siakam if they can keep him. Yeah. Because I would prefer Siakam over Ben Simmons. But hey, this for me personally could not be going any better in, <laughs> in this league. Let's move on. So there's been 75 episodes, 76 episodes, and the takes have been tepid. The takes have been hot. The takes have been ice cold. Um, we've had some good ones. We've had some bad ones. I thought it would be fun for us to kind of go through them. Some of the favorites, some of the, the worst ones, and some of the best ones. Um, should we start with worst takes or best takes? Ooh, uh, you pick. Let's take the worst takes first. They're shorter. Okay. You know. <laughs> short, shorter list shorter list <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure yeah i am yeah. all right so i mean when you take the a b's and c's and you don't put them into separate numbers and it, it does appear that the worst takes are shorter the bucks the top one the bucks will never win a championship as currently constructed 11 games in i saw a man walk around a screen and i said then that's how i know it's not going to happen. If you're already lacking energy 11 games in, I don't know how you're going to summon it right. in 80 during the middle of the Eastern Conference Finals. That appears, although I listened to it back and I listened to it and I'm like, yeah, they will never win. You're right, Trista. They're never, ever going to win. And you're like, they won, though. They did. They've done it. Yeah. So confidence is a hell of a drug. Suns in four off of that little tree branch that was really wrong that was ours we had we shared that together yeah i mean i wasn't actually expecting them to go for but but sons in anything was uh, an incorrect I mean, after after game two i felt like they were gonna win definitely Giannis isn't batman crickets yeah, yeah, that, that was a bad yeah, one a tough one that was a t- i mean at times he wasn't though sure i mean he's been playoff Giannis before but yeah he wasn't this year Man, he was good. Uh, Budenholzer, pretty true still, actually. Yeah, like, we don't know. I mean, they extended him. They extended him. He was going to be fired. That's what I said. Uh, They went up 2-0. Nets went up 2-0. I was in my Uber driver's car, and he was like, they're firing that guy, aren't they? And I was like, 100%, and that was a 0% chance of happening. Chris Middleton, uh, not 
a good enough Robin? Way too inconsistent. Well, when you have a Batman who becomes that level of a Batman, it really doesn't fucking matter. So I'm yeah. not going to take that L. Golden State will win 22 games this year. Honestly, if Steph didn't turn into Batman, they probably would have. What do you mean turn into? Like, <laughs> I mean, like he went full sicko mode. He went into like the best season he's ever had in history. He yeah, was putting I mean, that, up 60 all the time. That 2015, 16 year, he For was sure. still pretty sick. But he was yeah. better than, he was better this time, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that was a bad take. It's just undeniably a bad take. Yeah. Golden State to go to the finals. Yeah. In the same season. In the same season, I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> Nate McMillan is a fucking trash coach. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Because when you said it at the time, I was like, eh. Like, is he? Well, I mean, listen, his caliber and record at that time showed me he has a hard time getting out of the first round. And listen, there was some bias there. Portland Trailblazers scars. When you've had a guy play or coach for your favorite team, you remember all the things that they do to fuck up. Like, I remember Rudy Fernandez. Like, nobody else remembers him. I loved him. I bet you did. Yeah. But Blazers fun. fans fucking hated that guy. Yeah. Uh, so that was a bad... I mean, he ended up being like a coach of the year candidate, Nate McMillan. Such a bad take. Probably the worst take. Honestly, like, that's the that's the one I feel the worst about because <laughs> it's like slander and he had some personal development go on. Anyway, Heat Dark Horse. Yeah. I... Yeah, I mean... Tisk tisk. Harden. <laughs> sources say Harden uh, to be the, the first one. Harden to be a sixer. That was even before the This League podcast mm-hmm. really began. Very close to happening, but still wrong. Yeah. Still wrong. Um, game four, Nets were plus two. Uh, Nets money line was plus 270. And I got on TikTok and I said, put as much as you can on it. Yeah. And that was that was a bad bet. Uh, it, early on in the season, Colin Sex, Sexton and Darius Garland, Sexland. I said Cleveland could be good. It seemed fun. It seemed fun uh, that first week. Well, Cleveland was being good at that time. Knicks were being good at that time. Atlanta was being good at t- that time. And two of those three ended up actually being good. And the other one was Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dame will never, ever join a super team. It appears... It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But if it ends up happening, that take will be wrong. So I'm preemptively saying it's not a never, ever. Uh, Knicks will continue to suck. They did not suck. They went to the playoffs. They were a five seed. Five, four seed. Four seed. Four seed. Yeah. 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 Four seed. Best take. Ben Simmons is trash. Ben Simmons isn't a point guard. Sixers are in disarray. They're going to see in the playoffs that he's nobody. (laughs) Sick take, fam. Like the best take. <laughs> Literally everything I said would happen did way more than I thought would happen. So credit to me. Steve Nash having problems with Dan Tony, Going to have some problems in the playoffs. Didn't make a ton of adjustments. Played Kevin Durant way too many minutes. Marty, of course you will disagree. But I think that take somewhat ended up to be true. I mean, his coaching didn't keep them from going to the finals. Kevin Durant had a air ball. Very second, last second of that of that three pointer because he was so tired, did not get any rest. If his foot's not on the line, they win that series for sure. Yeah, 
Danny Ainge is going to be out. Brad Stevens is going to be out, and the Celtics will retool. They are a dumpster fire. Wow, what a fucking yeah, you had that one prognostication. You had that one. And you also were calling me crazy at that time. I don't believe I said crazy. I, I think I, you were just like, "That's a crazy day. That's a well, wild." You said take. it like, yeah, I think it was a little early. Like I hadn't quite gotten there. Yeah, like that's where we're at usually. I, Not yeah, just you, it was but like, like a, the it, world. Yeah, it was like it was like in March or something yep. when you started that. Yeah. I think it could have been February. It could have been, yeah. It was very, I was like, this is big trash. Uh, Celtics are fake. Utah Jazz overrated. Very good take. Yeah. They clearly have a bunch of guys who are old and can't defend. Lakers overrated. Lakers not healthy. Yeah. Solid take. AD Brittle, solid take. Drew Holiday and PJ Tucker, difference makers. That ended up being one of the better takes. Yeah, that was good. That was like... I don't know how you can how you can resol- resolve PJ Tucker, Drew Holiday, difference maker, and Milwaukee never winning the ring. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, both of those things c- cannot be true. Uh, Houston won the Westbrook trade. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. Warriors should have never drafted James Wiseman. <laughs> they should have taken Lamelo Ball, which I think is undisputable now that yeah. that take was correct. Yeah. Oh, there's something going on at Fiserv Arena. It is a conspiracy. <laughs> Great take. No one shot well there. No one will shoot there. I think we will find out in a 30 for 30 down the road that they're tightening those fucking rims and that there's humidity going on and that the balls are inflated to a like high degree and that you literally need to put it like rainbow sky into the hoop in order for it to get in. Scott Foster game. Scott Foster game is an always like it's a forever take. It's mm-hmm. a forever green, evergreen correct take. Yeah. Pelicans won't make the playoffs. <laughs> people did that that people forget about that one because there was a time people were excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I never did not doubt it. You did no, not doubt it. No. Al Horford will come back to the Celtics. You said that? I said that. Wow. These are all we have the receipts. We have the receipts. Always have the receipts. What are some of yours that you remember making that were right and wrong? Um, I definitely was going to add just like LaMelo Ball in general to best takes. Just yeah. gonna, like I bet him to win rookie of the year. I thought he was going to be really good. And I think like episode like three or four, I was like, hey, we should probably do a LaMelo segment. Yes. He's pretty damn good. Oh, so, also, Ant Edwards. We were early to the Ant yeah. Edwards train, too, mm-hmm. when he had that dunk and the world went. Like and shit on him. We're like, actually, he's like pretty good. This yeah. guy, yeah, 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 pretty so, fun. So just uh, me trying to like push Lamelo down everyone's throats. I feel like that was probably my better Suns, take. Of your the son's thing. take was very good too. I think you thought the Suns were going to be very good a lot earlier than I, a lot of people I, did. I started calling them a Western Conference powerhouse in February. Yep. So <laughs> you did. Uh, yeah. No, I, I was I was right about that. Um, what were you the most wrong about, Ty Lue? Ty Lue, you were Ty Lue very was bad. wrong. Ty Lue was a bad you one said for me. Ty Lue was a garbage coach. It turns out he was very good. <laughs> but he like was. what he was, he was, certainly. But like what would lead you to believe leading up until this these playoffs that he was gonna do that? Three one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Three one, I guess. Three one is a hell Maybe of a comeback. That actually would be interesting to go just go back and rewatch like all seven of those games and see and like see what was different. You have to everyone, listen to those pressers too. Sure, because like LeBron's always going to get the credit for that. There's like obviously, and and he deserves it. But yeah, I guess that overshadowed maybe like some things that Tyloo had done in that series. Tyloo actually deserved to have no Kawhi 
for the end of the Utah series in the Western Conference Finals as well run because we got to see all the little things that he got to do, all yeah. the gadgets that he yeah. was able to put out and to put in place and that worked. I think that coming back from that Mavs series was critical, mm-hmm. even though, you know, Kawhi went full rebot, robot uh, with no knee. Like that was a lot of Ty Lu using Nick Batum in certain ways. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Loved loved seeing that. And sometimes I think there's players who are so great, like Kawhi and LeBron, like they can overshadow your coaching in good ways and bad ways. Like shout out to us. Also great take. Doc Rivers overrated. Doc Rivers oh. fucking trash coach overrated. And I thought like, that for a long time. <laughs> he, he choked on his own dick all the way through the playoffs. Like did not look good. Did not look good. Very Marilyn Manson-esque. I think that's what he did. I'm not sure. <laughs> all right. That's all the time. That's a good time to wrap it, I guess. Wrap it up always, if unless you are in a long-term relationship. Stay safe, folks. Uh, and that's it for the episode, the last episode of this league. I'm going to miss you, Marty. I'm going to miss you, too. I'm going to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone um, who helped out along the way. Dave and Gaz... I don't know if people know this, but me and Dave weren't on great terms when this when this podcast got fucking greenlit. <laughs> I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't even like I wasn't speaking to him. Yeah. And I gave it to Gaz. Gaz went on a private jet with Dave. Gaz listened to it and greenlit it in an hour. And I don't know if Dave ever listened to it. I honestly don't know. I never asked. Um We're obviously great now, but thanks to Dave and Gaz for letting this thing happen because they don't greenlit every single pod that gets put out to them, one, and almost almost none. Um, A lot of people get rim-checked on their their podcast. They gave me the ability to do things the way I wanted to do them as like a very unconventional empty desk, not because (laughs) no one wanted to do it, because I wanted to figure out whether I could actually just lean on my own opinions. So I appreciate them for giving me the Twitter and the IG account and letting us run that. Marty, I appreciate you for building out that YouTube and being like, you're just a dope second mic. Honestly, like (laughs) you're so much better as a second mic that I could have ever imagined in my brain. Um, Like you're just... Very low-key, savagely funny. Like, you make fun of me in ways about my takes that are great. Um, and, like, you know a shitload about basketball. And, and like, <laughs> the history of the game in ways that I think about the game in such a, like, a high level. Uh-huh. Such a psychological level. And you think about the game in, in, in like, more technical ways. I thought that was a great balance. Um, I'm going to really have a hard time, honestly, replacing you. I don't, I don't know how, it's gonna, how that's going to be, honestly. Um, well, have me on sometime. I, oh, I will. Thank you to uh, Aria and Mikey for pinch hitting when Marty ended up on the road for, I think there was like one boondoggle and some real work stuff to mm-hmm. some sports books. Um, but like, truthfully, as much as this uh, podcast has been highly contested, um, we have 100,000 people who follow us on TikTok now. Um, and there was like zero yeah. before. And they are a rabid, very active way in the weeds more than I thought any basketball fan who would listen to me would be <laughs> given that I'm so redonkulous. Um, and thank you about being vocal. Thank you about asking questions. Thank you guys for following and like staying very engaged. Um, and like, thank you guys just for supporting. Um, that's probably the biggest reason that I wanted to make sure that the next place that I went, that I, I, it was very important to me that for them and for you guys that we kept going. So um onwards, we go. 
uh, Marty will definitely be invited on the pod, especially you and your dad for some sun stuff. Uh, so for the last time, please like, please rate, please subscribe on Spotify, on Apple. I think I just found out today, like we have a thread on iHeartRadio. I didn't know that. <laughs> and on Stitcher. Uh, and follow us, please, on TikTok. Um, right now it's this league, but there will be a new name. I am... Not positive what it will be, but <laughs> I have some names involved. Uh, and for the last time ever, this league. The bigger they come, the harder they fall. It's time to risk it all. another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world heck with three rows and best in class rear cargo space I can pack the whole family in with all our gear 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 